The 82-game preseason is in the books, and it's finally time for the real season. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. From the play-in tournament through the finals, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code ROSS only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday with Professor Greg Cosell from NFL Films University. It's also a game day. I will be on your television, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time tonight. Steelers, Eagles, and then they replay on NFL Network a bunch of times, including 11 o'clock tonight. So I am excited. The first of 40-plus game broadcasts I will be a part of this season. Wow. Get fired up. It is time to do this thing. We're presented, of course, by DraftKings. Love those dudes. Love the college football offer they've got going right now. Bet a dollar in a college football game, and they'll give you $200 in free bets insane do the math please spread the word winner listen it's the last show of the week you can always listen to even money and you should because they give out great preseason betting tips you should always listen to fantasy feast podcast because joe dolan talked about his wide receiver tiered rankings i thought he made some really interesting points and then of course the college draft with emory is always fantastic talking about this week was his Pac-12 studs. So there's plenty for you to listen to or watch Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but this is the last episode of the week uh, that we're doing live. So it's time to give out some winners. I want winners. I want people that want to win. I want people like Danny Underhill. Danny liked one of the posts on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, one of the Mina Kimes posts. I put up on my Facebook page. If you have a Facebook page, please follow me and be like Danny and get a signed picture. I got that Steelers-Eagles press pass I'll get tonight. Danny, if you want that, lots of things for you to get if you want. Just email me, ross at rostucker.com. The sponsor confirmation email winner, Billy Moyer Jr. Billy Moyer Jr., Raycon earbuds. Billy, you're, you're, you're with it, man. Raycon earbuds. They are where it's at. And if you ever forget my code or whatever, just go to RossTucker.com, click on the sponsor tab. I got codes coming out the gazoo. I don't even know what a gazoo is, but I've got codes coming out of them. Just go to RossTucker.com, sponsors page. We love them all or we don't take them. We use them all or we don't advertise them. And then you got the codes. YouTube shout out Steve Bender. He's been awesome. I don't know if he's won before or not, but Steve's been awesome 
with the YouTube comments, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Greg Cosell is always awesome. That's why he joins us each and every week. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, as always, this time of year, and really, Greg, this is the last time we'll do this in this manner because starting next week, I'm going to want to hear what you thought of some of the young guys that you've watched on preseason tape. And let me just say this to start, Greg. I know you don't love preseason because the older you get, the more you appreciate scheme. Yeah. And the preseason schemes are vanilla. Although, you know, they say that, and, like, I'm doing the Steelers-Eagles game tonight, I can pretty much guarantee you the Steelers are going to blitz. Like, that's well, what they do. You look, so the bottom line is teams teams do in the games what they practice. Obviously, they don't go through the entire playbook, but they still want to do what they practice and what they are. You know, coaches have beliefs and methods and approaches, and they still do what they do. They just don't do it to the degree and complexity that you see in the regular season when they go deeper in the playbook and are matching up to specific opponents. That is a great way to describe it. They might not be game planning for the Philadelphia Eagles and how to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. There might be certain things they want to see, certain guys in certain positions they right. want to see. But that doesn't mean they're 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 running cover two every play and no. not blitzing. Like they're going to blitz. I mean, if a team's foundation is cover three, and that's what they've been teaching since going back to OTAs, you know what? They're going to play cover three. You know, they might not do it in a way that matches up to a specific receiver or a specific formation of the opponent, but they're going to play cover three because they have to practice what they're going to be. Right, and the thing uh, Emery and I were talking about on the College Draft podcast this week. You know, the preseason games, as much as anything else, I just like seeing the young guys for the yeah. first time. I mean, we talk about these guys, Greg, some of them for a year. You know, I'm, I'm going to ask you about the college quarterbacks you've noticed, you know, that you've watched so far in a little bit. We'll be talking about that kid for a year I until know. he plays in a preseason <laughs> game next year. And that's our first time. And by the way, guys can get better. Guys can get worse. But. Man, I go back to, like, Russell Wilson in the preseason. I mean, there are certain guys that you watch, you're like, wait a minute, they might have something here. And other guys, I remember a couple years ago for the Eagles, Clayton Thorson, I was like, "Uh, I don't know about this one. I don't know about this guy. Well, I mean, look, Russell Wilson's a good example. Again, you and I are not there, but you're hearing a lot about Trey Lance in San Francisco, so we'll see how that plays out. So speaking of quarterbacks that we talked about for a while and young quarterbacks, because really I'm excited to see all the rookies because I'm just curious how how they do at this level, but in particular the quarterbacks. And what I find interesting, and I don't remember if we talked about him before the draft, Greg. I don't know if we got to him, but Sam Ellinger, who played at Texas for 27 years, I think, as their starting quarterback, he was there forever. He's evidently getting some reps with the ones. They like what they've seen from him. They're trying to say it's not a knock on Eason, but I don't know how you could look at it either any other way. And you see enough reports from people saying that Eason just isn't seeing things quick enough, et cetera. So what I want to go to, Greg, is I, I don't remember if you ever gave me a scouting report on Ellinger. Well, you're right. He started 43 games. And he came out of high school in Texas as a classic dual-threat quarterback. He's physical and competitive as a runner. He can execute the design quarterback run game. Uh, 
He can make second reaction runs and throws. He's very unrefined and inconsistent as a passer, especially from the pocket. I saw him much more as a developmental prospect who has throwing limitations. Um, I think that, to me, he made some throws within structure of an offense, but he's got a lengthy delivery, a longer, elongated delivery. He doesn't have a real good arm. Um, I, I think he's a work in progress. Now, preseason or training camp, I never know exactly what to take away. You know, we're not there. You know how it is now with social media. Everybody jumps on every single play as if that play in and of itself has some greater importance. So I don't know how to respond to what you hear out of Indianapolis, but uh, he would strike me as a, as a quarterback that's not quite ready to start in the NFL, uh, which doesn't mean he couldn't down the road. Uh, and again, we don't know about Jacob Eason either. But again, the report came out yesterday that Carson Wentz might be ready to go week one. We'll see about that. Yeah, by the way, I would tend to doubt that. Uh, the Colts have a long history of being very optimistic with player injuries and right. then pushing them back. We've seen that with Andrew Luck. We've seen that with other guys. Um, here's, here's, a, here's a theory, Greg. Ellinger can run. I mean, he, yeah, he's like a power runner. He's a power runner. He's not twitchy and sudden. Uh, you know, it's funny. It's funny you say that because I finished watching him, and there's a lot – that needs work, but I, I did come away thinking there was something there about the kid. And I've met the kid uh, a number of years ago. Um, there's something there. Now, whether it, it develops, that's hard to answer. That There's a lot of factors, as you know, Ross, that go into that. But I did feel like there's something there that potentially uh, could work down the road. So here's my theory, okay? And tell me if you think it's possible. Let's say they think Wentz might only miss a game or two or maybe three. Do they have a better chance to win those games with Eason purely as a pocket passer? Right. Or for those couple games, can they run Ellinger five to ten times, incorporate that into the offense, you know, some design quarterback runs? You know, he, he reminds me of like – he's like a better Tebow in terms of how he throws the ball, but his right. physique, like he's really put together, like his physique. I guess I just wonder if they didn't think, you know what, for a couple games, first game of the year, they're not going to be ready. They're not going to have done a lot of design quarterback stuff. Let's, let's, let's maybe put well, him in, maybe put him in or maybe start him, or maybe just give him a package of plays and see if they can, see if they can, uh, you know, steal a game or two while Wentz is out. Well, and then what you're saying is this, basically, is if, if let's say he's the guy, let's just for the sake of this discussion, then you have to play a certain way, which they may be very capable of playing, because then what you're trying to do is this. You're trying to run the ball. And of course, he is part of that run game because he can do the design quarterback run game. You're trying to shorten the game. They have a good enough defense, as we know, um, and keep the games close and try to win, you know, those 17, 13, 2017 kind of games and play a specific kind of football, which is possible to play short term. Uh, I know their first, I don't have their schedule right in front of me. I think they open with Seattle, but uh, I think their first three, four games are tough opponents. And no matter who plays quarterback, if it's not Wentz, they're going to have to try to keep those games together. Uh, whether it's Ellinger or Jacob Eason. Uh, but your point's a good one. Eason is, is, is a pocket quarterback. Um, 
Ellinger gives you a little bit more in terms of the run game, and they obviously have good backs. They still have Taylor. They still have um, Hines. I think I, I don't know if, if Jordan Wilkins is still there, but they have a a bevy of backs, Ross. Yeah, and they got a good O line, and yep. they got a good defense, and I just think that they think that that Ellinger might give them the best chance to win those first couple of games. That's my theory. You could be league. right. You could well be right. Uh, let's get to a couple of veterans uh, that are in the news for different reasons. And so Michael Thomas, he's got something going on with the Saints. I've talked about that. Whatever's going on there, he recently had surgery. So they're going to miss him for a while. I think sometimes, Greg, when there's an issue with a guy like this or when he was injured the year before, we almost lose sight of what he is. So Thomas is going to be out for a while. Yep. We know that. Uh, and not good, Greg, when you've got a new quarterback, because i got to think whether it's Jameis or Taysom Hill, man, it would benefit them to have that big-bodied, sure-handed receiver. Thomas is a good route runner. But what specifically are they going to miss? Because didn't he have – I mean, he had like two or three years in a row where he had like 150 catches. I mean, he was highly productive. Well, it's not just the player. He's obviously a very good player but it's what they can do with him in the context of the offense. I mean, one of the things that they are really, really good at, and it's very difficult to defend, is they would line up Thomas as the boundary X, the single receiver to the short side of the field, and they'd have Alvin Kamara also line up to the short side of the field, whether he was offset in the backfield or split at times. So you'd get two receivers to the boundary, Kamara and Thomas, and that posed a lot of problems for defenses because keep in mind, then you have three receivers to the wide side of the field. So it's trips to one side, and then you have Kamara and Thomas to the other side, and that poses a lot of problems for defenses. That was a a, a major foundational um formation for the Saints over these last number of years. Now, obviously, Drew Brees was the quarterback, but still, just the two of those guys to the boundary side of the field running those two-man route concepts was a tough deal for defenses. So if Thomas is not there, they kind of lose that a little bit, and you know we'll see who becomes that guy. Now, they have one player who I believe was a free agent, and I liked him coming out of Tennessee named Marquez Galloway. Uh, Calloway, excuse me. And, and uh, he's a guy to watch in my view, particularly with Thomas being out and we don't know how long Thomas will be out. But I think Callaway is a very intriguing player, good size, athletic, physical, competitive, just someone to keep in mind, Ross. Yeah. I've been hearing some, some stuff about him. Um, you, you mentioned by the way, uh, what they can do with Thomas just as a player, quick refresher of Thomas as a player that they're going to be missing as well, Greg. Well, he's, He's big, he's physical, he's competitive, he's got really good route quickness. He's not vertically explosive, but that's okay. But he's he can separate and catch. And if you really break down the wide receiver position, you have to be able to separate and catch. And there's a competitiveness that really stood out. Uh, I mean, this goes back to Ohio State. He was a second-round pick because people were concerned about the fact that he wasn't explosive vertically. But He's in a, he was in an offense with obviously one of the best quarterbacks ever where that didn't matter because it was really more of a short intermediate pass game and he's good run after catch. There's just a physical competitiveness to him that really stands out. Saquon Barkley is back practicing. And, you know, with these injuries the last couple of years, Greg, I, you know, I think we all know he's good. We all know he's <laughs> a physical phenom. 
But I guess take us back to what he really is and whether or not, you know, you talk about run the offense through guys, foundational piece, you know, because it feels like that's part of what's been missing for the Giants is, I mean, when you take a running back number two overall, you really are trying to run the offense through him. Oh, for sure. And I think the feeling was that he was that kind of player. Um, you know, obviously he's a big play back. You know, there was always that question of whether he was a sustainer. His size and just his physical appearance suggest that he is. Um, and I think he would become that. Uh, I, I think they want their offense to essentially work through him. Now, that that could mean a lot of things. That's just a statement, obviously, that I made. Whether they want him to carry the ball 20-plus times every week, no one can answer that. Obviously, they address the wide receiver position with Kenny Galladay, who's a classic boundary X. They drafted Kadarius Toney, who's a movement piece. Uh, so I don't know what they want their offense to look like. Keep in mind, Barkley's an excellent receiver, too, and he can detach from the formation and be a factor in the pass game. But a healthy Barkley, he's a big play guy. And assuming that he still has that ability, uh, he's a guy that can take any carry and take it to the house. So he just gives you an element that you would really like to have with your back. He he's can have sustaining traits, but he's a big play guy. So, you know, the Giants offense to me is one of the more intriguing as we look to this season because of his return and because of the new players they have with Galladay and Tony. Yeah, really. I mean, it's like they got that. That's I mean, to get all three of those guys in in the same year, that just doesn't happen. It's One from injury. Yeah, it seems like three new pieces. Right. That, that never happens that you get a first-round pick, a high-priced free agent, and you're getting the, the running back coming back off of injury. Um, I know you mentioned a couple weeks ago, Greg, that you checked out the college quarterbacks. Yeah. And, you know, after the Super Bowl, before the draft, we'll talk about these guys but starting next week, we're going to really get your thoughts on what you saw from some of the rookies in preseason action. So I did want to take a couple minutes and just ask, it, it, was there any one guy that stood out to you? Was there a couple guys that stood out to you? Were you, were you blown away or overly impressed with, every, with anybody? Or the opposite, was it, were you, um, you know, not that impressed? <laughs> well, I'd, I'd answer that this way. I think that uh, – you know, when I watch these guys, I, I'm usually not one who's blown away, you know, because I try to I do it very analytically, you know, but there are certain guys clearly that, you know, were interesting. Like and then you try to think of where the NFL's going and how teams might use certain players. Um, and I think, you know, one guy that will be very intriguing to me as as we kind of look ahead is the quarterback from Liberty, Malik Willis. And I don't, I don't know if you know much about him. I mean, he's a guy that. He showed his 2020 tape, and that's what I watched, obviously, showed an explosive dual-threat quarterback. He's got a live, strong arm. He's got high-level athleticism. You know, and I think that a lot of teams now look at this and say, okay, this is the kind of guy that fits our league as we go forward because um, he can give you the design run game. He can give you that second reaction dimension to an offense. Uh, he's a strong-arm kid. Um, he's got a whip-like delivery. So just someone to keep in mind, obviously playing at Liberty. Liberty did very well last year. Um, so he's one guy that I noticed. And then there's another guy who it seems like he's been playing in college forever, but he's back this year because, I, you know, he, he gets the extra year with the COVID situation. And that's a kid from Pitt, Kenny Pickett, who's, like I said, it seems like he's been playing 
you know, for 10 years at Pitt. And he's the kind of guy that when people watch him, they're probably not going to go, oh, my God, this guy is just great. They're not going to see that. But he ran a lot of pro concepts because the offensive coordinator at Pitt is, is Mark Whipple, who's been in the NFL. You know the name, I'm sure. And there's just something about Pickett. He, he knows how to play the quarterback position. There's probably no absolutely special traits. But I just look at guys like that and I think, okay, can he just run an NFL offense and be efficient? And, you know, again, he has another year. I can't speak to where guys get drafted. I don't do that, as you know. But he just struck me as a guy. I'm real curious to see how he does this year uh, with, a, with a full college season. Awesome. Well, I'm curious to see how week one of the preseason unfolds. Can't wait to get your thoughts on what you saw a week from now. Thank you so much, Greg, as always, for the time. Appreciate it, Ross. Thanks. Greg Cosell has an uncommon ability to break down the tape and explain it in a way that we can all understand. Speaking of uncommon, uncommon goods is, honestly, you just have to check it out. It's an online shop filled with unique, totally unexpected gifts. And when I say unexpected, I mean truly original things you won't find anywhere else. I mean, that, this is what I've been telling you. I know a lot of people, you're probably like me. Like I get to the point, whether it's for my mom or wife or whoever, it's like, oh, I'm like, what do I get them now? Another gift card to take them out to dinner? No, no, no. Uncommon Goods is also introducing uncommon experiences. Online ca- classes in mixology, cooking, uh, those two are for me. Flower arranging, probably not my bag, but maybe it's yours. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash Tucker. That's uncommongoods.com slash Tucker for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. Tuck's Takes. Morning, Ross. Well, you uh, uh, talked about Sam Ellinger in Houston. Let's talk about the Colts giving contract extensions through 2026 to head coach Frank Reich and general manager Chris Ballard. Well, I think it's uh, uh, good timing for those guys because with the Wentz injury and the Nelson injury, depending on how long those guys are out, they might not get off to the best start. And who knows? I mean, if Wentz comes back and doesn't play well, they might not have a great year. But now it's like they're Wentz-proof. I mean, even if Wentz plays like he did last year in Philly and Wentz isn't the long-term answer, Jim Ursay clearly believes in those guys enough that it doesn't matter. You know, a lot of times you make a big move for a quarterback. If that doesn't work out, then you end up being gone. Uh, Ursay is basically saying, in my mind, whether Wentz is a success or not, I believe in Ballard and Reich. Tuck's Takes. Let's keep it in the AFC South. Texans reprimanded by the league after they tried to switch media access to regular season rules two weeks before they were allowed to. So the media is allowed to go to every practice until August 26th, at which point they're not, you know, the teams can elect to not allow them access to practice. The Texans tried to start that today. And the NFL said, no, you can't do that. These are things that you guys probably don't care about. And frankly, I don't really either, other than the fact that it sort of shows the inexperience of a first-time GM, first-time head coach. 
that they didn't know that. I mean, clearly, Casario is trying to do the Belichickian way because he was in New England. But, like, know the rules, dude. Like, make sure you understand the rules. Ducks takes. Time for a little media news. Former quarterback Alex Smith has signed with ESPN and former wide receiver Nate Burleson, now a co-host on CBS This Morning. Happy for both these guys. I know both these guys. I like both of these guys. Alex, obviously, with everything he's overcome, ESPN did that phenomenal documentary on him. Uh, so I think you know they had a leg up, pun intended, on, on signing him. And then for Nate Burleson, that's just amazing, man. I mean, CBS this morning, that is a big, big gig. And I've known Nate for a long time. I guess he'll still do football today on Sundays. I, I think he's going to do some good morning football somehow. But I don't know how much good morning football. I, I don't know how they're doing that. But uh, I'm thrilled for Nate. He's obviously on that show with my uh, college roommate, Kyle Brandt, on good morning football. And those guys have done great work. Ducks takes. Other news includes injuries to Ravens wide receiver Rashad Bateman and Chiefs guard Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. Seahawks cutting defensive end Alden Smith and Rams quarterback John Walford likely out for the preseason after undergoing an appendectomy. Bateman will be out weeks, not months, but again, it's not good. Uh, I mean, any rookie receiver to miss time with the quarterback, he didn't get any time because Lamar Jackson was on the COVID list. It's bad. The Chiefs, uh, you know, the good news is they've got depth. The bad news is, you know, Kyle Long got hurt. Now Duvarnay Tardif broke his hand. He's out four to six weeks. So it's a good thing they got that depth because it looks like they might have to use it. Seahawks cut Alden Smith. He's got another off-the-field issue. Uh, troubled, troubled young man. Seemingly always has been. And then as for Walford, I know they like him as the backup. And uh, I don't know how long you're out after an appendectomy. It's interesting that those things can happen like at any age. I don't know what what prompts it or whatever. But, yeah, Walford's the guy that they essentially benched golf for in last year. Ducks takes. And last but certainly not least, there is a game tonight. You will be there. Steelers, Eagles. How you feeling? Pretty awesome, man. I'm excited. You know, we didn't have preseason games last year. You know, where where I grew up is all Eagles fans. You know, where I live now, it's Eagles and Steelers, and the Eagles play the Steelers tonight. So it's always cool to have a lot of your friends and family watching you, right? I mean, I obviously, you guys know, I do a lot of games on radio or I do a lot of games for CBS on college. But, you know, a lot of people from my hometown, they're not watching the MAC game of the week. They're not watching Maction or they're not watching Nevada against Fresno State. They watch the Eagles. And they watch the Steelers. So uh, it'll just be cool to get a bunch of text messages and stuff tonight. By the way, if you guys, uh, if you're watching tonight, or even on the NFL Network replay, if you take a screenshot of you watching or just of me on the screen, I'll try to retweet it. You just got to tag me, at Ross Tucker NFL. I love when you guys do that. Speaking of tagging, by the way, you've heard me talk about fan tracks the past two weeks. You know how much I love it because I like the idea that you can customize your own league your way. Look, this is the way the world is now. Get what you want when you want it, all for free. For me, that's no defense, no kickers, all offense, all day. Love it. 
Can't wait to be in the season-long league that you guys can get in with me and Joe. Just for signing up at Fantrax.com slash Ross, you can get in the league with me and Joe, and you'll be eligible to win a Devontae Adams signed jersey. And even better if you bring your friends and your other leagues from some not-to-be-named platforms, your entire squad will be eligible to win a weekend getaway to your favorite stadium to watch your favorite team play. I'm sure that will come with some arguing as you guys figure out which game you're going to go to, which team, but that's your problem, not mine. You'll get over it because as part of the package, the winning group gets $6,000 in spending money. Guys, it's totally free, totally customizable, and only at Fantrax.com slash Ross. Fantrax.com slash Ross. I specifically did that read at the end of the show because I wanted that to be the last thing you heard from me before the weekend. Fantrax.com slash Ross. Fantrax.com slash Ross. Fantrax.com slash Ross. Because I want you to take action right now. Now that the show's over, I want you to get on your phone. Fantrax.com slash Ross. Shoutouts, Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanHeadNYC.com, and SteakhouseSports.com. Have an awesome weekend. It's football time. It's daddy soda time. It's tuck spreads time. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 